Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. In your Bibles tonight, if you will, turn to the book of, let me see, I was studying this earlier. I think it's chapter 8 of the book of Mark. We'll study for just a few minutes on the subject of healing. Now, here's the question. In receiving healing from the Lord Jesus Christ, that which he has purchased for us through redemption, his back being brutally beaten so that we might be healed. Can I get an amen? We have to learn in the Gospels that God allowed men to write certain, to document certain events that happened that help impart faith to us. Now, let me say this, and I I think you'll understand it. Not every incident of healing that took place when Jesus walked on the earth is recorded in the Bible. Now, actually, John said himself, if all the things that Jesus did and said were written in books, then the world itself would not be able to contain them. So we must understand there was a lot of people that were healed that we don't have documentation on. So if we do have documentation on some of them, then obviously God the Father is wanting to impact us with information that will maximize the potential of faith to be imparted to us so that we might receive healing. So tonight I want to look at receiving healing if you have to be ministered to more than once or if you have to go through the process of healing. Are you with me? Now, anytime sickness or disease attacks your body, here's the first thing you do. Are you ready? The first thing you do is you begin to seek God about how healing is going to manifest in your body. You need to ask the Lord, Lord, do I need to go up in the prayer line? Lord, do I need to just stand in faith? Lord, do I need to be ministered to to privately and anointed with oil and prayed for by the elders of the church? Lord, do I need to to go to a healing crusade? Uh, Lord, do I just need to speak the word? You know, there's a path of healing. All of the times where I've suffered in my body with attacks of sickness, disease, or injury, I have had to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, how's this going to happen? How am I going to receive my healing? One time, the Lord talked to, uh, told me to go to the doctor and have surgery. I went to the doctor and had surgery. Uh, another time, the Lord told me, stand in faith. Well, that was, that was a tough time for me. That took me from September to January, and man, it was a fight of faith. I mean, it was tooth and nail. But thank God in January I was healed and hadn't had any symptoms of that sickness or disease since. One time the Lord spoke to me and said, have the pastor. At that time we were uh, ministering out of a church and traveling. And he said, now have the pastor lay hands on you and minister to you. He did. I was instantly healed. Another time I was in one of Brother Kenneth Hagin's meetings and he under the anointing of the Holy Ghost called me out of the crowd, ministered to me and I was healed. So you've got to say, Lord, what is it? How is it? How, what is my path of healing? How am I going to receive this particular time? Notice every time that I've been healed, it's been a different way to get healed. Several times the Lord has spoke to me and just said, speak the word. Just speak the word and stand against it. Actually, the last time I can remember, the last time I can remember having any kind of attack of sickness and disease on me was five years ago. You said you hadn't had any kind of attack in five years? None none whatsoever. 
five years ago, Alan and I were coming back from, uh, from duck hunting. We'd been up in Winnie, uh, just kind of enjoying. We were living up in, in Lamarck. Uh, our home was still being worked on uh, because of the storm. And, and, and as we began to come home, it was a beautiful sunny day. I just began to feel uh, this, these symptoms coming up on my body. Now, Leah was over in Louisiana at the time. I was taking care of Breland. We were staying with Miss Misty. And I just knew the enemy was trying to attack my body with sickness. So I basically asked, uh, asked Miss Misty if she would take care of, of Breland. And I went into the bedroom and shut the door. And I laid down in the bed and I began to thank God. I began to worship. I began to pray. And I began to quote healing scriptures. And I'd fall off to sleep. And then I'd wake up and them symptoms, those symptoms would still be there. And so I'd begin to thank God and I'd begin to worship, and I'd begin to speak those words of Him, and then I'd fall back to sleep. That happened about five or six times until finally in the night I fell off to sleep. You can ask Miss Misty, the next morning I got up totally healed. Hadn't had a symptom since then. Now you say, what point are you trying to make? There must be, now everybody look closely, there must be some effort and effort on your part if you have knowledge of divine health and divine healing and how it operates, then God wants to use your faith to help get you healed. Let me say that again. God wants to use your faith to help appropriate healing in your life. Now look at this real quick. We'll look at a couple of scriptures real quick, then we'll, we'll, we'll go home. Amen? Notice what it says here. Let's begin in verse... Uh, uh, bah, bah, bah. Where am I at? Oh, no wonder. Wrong page. Let me go to the right page. Verse 22, Mark chapter 8. It says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. Now notice this, first of all. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. Now notice this. The first thing he did, Jesus recognized that this blind man needed personal ministry. Obviously, there was something about the crowd not conducive to his healing. Now we try not to have crowds like that around here. We try to teach people the word. We try to get the word of God in people. We got to try to get praise in their mouth and worship in their mouth and, and God being going. We try to, try to uh, do everything we can do to get the crowd for you, not against you. Amen? But there may be times when you need personal ministry. Now Jesus has taken this blind man out of the town and away from the crowd. Now notice this. This is interesting. And he took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the town, and when he had spit on his eyes, whoa, so Jesus did what? Spit on his eyes. Pooey. Spit on his eyes. Now right there, most people got up and left the service. Amen. I know one particular minister that I read after said in a particular meeting, a woman came up that had a huge tumor. He thought she was pregnant with a child. But when she came up, she said she had been diagnosed with a specific type of cancer that grows very fast. And the tumor had started out about the size of a, of a baseball and ended up the size of a watermelon on the inside of her. And when she walked up, all of a sudden, he said, the gift of faith dropped upon him. He said it felt like a coin. Remember the old phones that used to put a coin in, you could hear the coin go down in it? He said it, it felt, literally felt like a coin. And he said, I just reached out and just punched her in the stomach as hard as I could. He said the whole crowd just gasped, but he said that tumor, it said it looked like a balloon that you stuck a pin in and just went down and up. Well, you better be sure it's a gift of the Holy Ghost when you do that. You say, how do you know it's a gift of the Holy Ghost? Because when you draw back, if you've got any doubt, just leave your hand there, amen? That's how you know it's not the Holy Ghost and you know it's you. You're fixing to get in trouble. I remember one particular time I grabbed a woman by the arm. She came up 
and, and, and she was, uh, I did not know this. She had had a stroke. And many times when people come up to, uh, to receive healing, I just grab by the head and say, now lift up your hands and receive healing. Well, I just grabbed her hands and just did this and lift up your Well, the whole crowd gasped all at one time. I did not know her entire right side had been paralyzed and she could not lift her arm <laughs> until I grabbed a hold of it and jerked it up in the air. Well, thank God for mercy. Amen. He totally healed her right then and there. Well, Jesus did what? He spit on this man's eyes. You say, why? Because he's Jesus. And can do it the way he wants to. Now notice what he says. Spit on his eyes. And then he did what? He put his hands on him. And then he asked him if he saw aught. You know what he said? He spit on him. Then he put his hands on him. He began to minister to him. And he said, what do you see? What do you see? Now notice what the man said. And he looked upon him and said, I see men as trees walking. Well, that was not a full manifestation of the healing of God. That was not a full manifestation. He's not seeing correctly. Now he's seeing... The process is beginning. Now, let me just say this, because we, we taught on the Holy Ghost uh, this morning, and there is a tangibility to the Holy Ghost. There is a tangibility to the healing anointing. We don't have to have it, but sometimes it's there. But if you're ever ministered to by the power of God, and you sense the power of God go through your body. I felt it go, go through my body like electricity before. I felt it come out of my body like electricity before. I've laid hands on people before and felt the power of God go in them and come out of them because their faith, I mean, their, their unbelief would reject it. Amen. So if you ever sense the power of God going into your body, then you have to stand from that moment on and begin to believe you receive healing. Now, you say, I felt the power of God go through my body, Pastor, but I don't feel in my body I'm totally healed. Well, that's fine. That's scripture. The same thing happened to this guy right here. Amen. The power of God went through his body. Jesus asked him, you all right? You seeing everything correctly? He began to look around. Uh -uh. Now I'm seeing, but men look like trees. Men look like trees. Now notice this. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes. Everybody say again. So there was a second ministry to him. Amen. Now here's where we get in trouble. Never come up for healing or be ministered to doubting the previous time you were ministered to. You say, what do you mean? I say, well, you know, I came up three weeks ago and had hands laid on me. I didn't get nothing. Well, how do you know you didn't get anything? Well, I didn't feel anything. Well, I don't mean anything. We walk by faith, not by sight. Well, you're talking about the tangible anointing. I, didn't, I want to feel the tangible anointing. God may not allow you to feel it. God may not allow you to feel it. Feel it. He might or he might not. You say, well, Pastor, I, 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 I'm going to come up every time until I get my healing. Well, then your faith may be in my prayer where your faith needs to be in God. Sometimes it takes faith to sit there with symptoms in your body after you have been ministered to. Where your faith is not coming up in the line, but your faith is sitting there and saying, no, nah, I ain't going up there. Devil, I'm healed. I don't care what kind of symptoms you're trying to put on me. Four weeks ago when Pastor laid hands on me, Pastor Leah ministered to me, Brother Allen ministered to me, when the elders anointed me with oil, I believed I received my healing, therefore I'm standing in faith, and as they minister to those sick people up there, I'm going to reach my hand toward them, agree with their healing, and thank God for mine. Amen. You always got to check up on where you are in your faith. 
Amen. But it may take a second touch. Everybody say a second touch. And if it does, well, that's okay. You say, well, how do I know if it does? Well, God will lead you by His Spirit. You'll know in your heart. Sometimes other ministries may come. Sometimes I think people are kind of intimidated. Say, well, you know, I've already been prayed for and brother so-and-so has come, but I'd really like to go up there and get prayed for. Well, then go up there and get prayed for. When brother Mark Brzezzi, he's got a powerful healing ministry. Brother Joe Morris has a powerful healing ministry. Listen, we're not in competition with one another as ministers. We want to do everything we can do to get the touch that you need to get your body healed and set free from sickness and disease. Amen? So notice, he touched him a second time. Everybody say a second time. And then he did what? Then he made him look up. Well, so why did he make him look up? Well, he didn't want him looking around seeing men as trees. Amen. So he said he made him look up and he was restored and he saw every man clearly. Now, that, that, that's a powerful point. That upon that second touch, everybody say second touch. Now, notice, this incident is only recorded one time in the Gospel of Matthew. So this is not a precedent nor a doctrine. You say, what do you mean? It's neither a precedent. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. It's neither a precedent or a doctrine, but it is an incident that shows us how God works. Amen. So, let's look at something else. Go to Luke real quick. Go to Luke real quick, then we'll, we'll go home and mourn over the cowboys. <laughs> oh, help the cowboys, Lord. Go to Luke, Luke uh, um, 17 real quick. Now notice this. We, we've, we've studied this scripture many times. Verse 11, Luke 17. It came to pass as he or as Jesus went to Jerusalem, passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, he entered into a certain village, and there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. There lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now notice number one, these men are initiating this. Jesus is not searching for lepers. Lepers are searching for Jesus. Let me say that again. Jesus is not searching for lepers. Lepers are serving, uh, searching for Jesus. So they're initiating it. They're the ones coming to Jesus. Now notice what happens. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon them. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priests. So he gave them specific instruction. If you study the book of Leviticus, there was specific instruction given to the Levitical priesthood on the way in which they should examine lepers to determine whether lepers had been cleansed or not. Jesus, not in doing away with the law, but in fulfilling the law, told them this, go show yourselves to the priest. Well, as they stood there, none of them were healed. Let me say that again. As they stood there, none of them were healed. But then now notice the scripture. Notice the story here. It says, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. So they began one step, two steps, three steps. They began the process of the journey to the priest. In the process of the journey to the priest, they began to notice something was happening. Now, I'd like to say this. Many times, this is God's chosen direction for healing. We don't like processes. We are not process-oriented people. We're comfort-oriented people. If you don't believe that, then start raising your own chickens for your breakfast in the morning. Raising your own hogs for your bacon. 
Grow your own oranges for your orange juice. Raise your own wheat for your bread. Come on, church. We like the convenience of going to Randall's or Kroger's, don't we? We like the convenience of driving through the drive through There is an air of convenience in our generation, in the society in which we live, that has robbed us of some of the reality of our spirituality. God delights in us being involved in the process in which Jesus can be the author and the finisher of that which we desire. Therefore, we can walk in the process, and in the process is developed the lifestyle of the believer. No amens on that. You say, why? Because processes are not comfortable. Processes mean confrontation. Processes mean effort on your part. But if you will recognize and realize that every one of us should be in a process right now of receiving something from God. If it's not healing, it should be finances. If it's not finances, it should be some type of restoration. There should be something that you are in the process of believing God for. Can I get an amen? How many are in a process right now? That's not wrong. Within the process, you grow. It's not the process that grows you up. It's not the disease that grows you up. It's not the financial need that grows you up. It is the Word being applied, being spoken, being acted upon, being stood on, being thanked. It is that process which causes you to grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Those lepers could have stood there for 40 years and never been healed. But when they began the process, the healing began. Oh, I ought to get a better amen than that. When they began the process, the healing began. The Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Now, some of you here tonight, you're in a process. You're believing God for restoration. You're believing God for finances. You're believing God for healing in your body. Listen, if you have fought a particular disease, something that's repetitive, uh, 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 diabetes, a lot of people suffer with diabetes. Arthritis. Arthritis tries to get on people. Other types of disease, which, which people many times, I like to say it like this, but it may not be a good way to say it, but they entertain the disease. They welcome them, minister to them, keep them in their body. Remember this about sickness and disease. It's not of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Any sickness or disease that is in your body is trespassing and needs to be removed by the power of God. Can I get a better amen than that? So, Get in the process. You say, but pastor, listen. Now, I've had to take insulin for 40 years. I had a pastor friend. He's gone on to be with the Lord. Good man of God. Solid pastor. Lee and I preached several revivals at, at his church. He and his wife's church. Just a wonderful family. All of the sons and daughters are involved in ministry. But he suffered with diabetes for 40 years. 40 years. Now, this is a man that preached faith. This is a man that preached healing. This is a man that laid hands on the sick and they got healed. But he suffered. Finally, somebody was teaching, and he thought to himself, why have I done this? Why have I suffered? So he, he uh, kind of an old uh, East Texas term, he set his hat. That means he made a decision. I'm going to be healed of this. I'm tired of messing with this. And so he began to confess the Scriptures. He began the process. He began to act on it. He went to the doctor, and the doctor began to examine him. This is about six to eight weeks into the process, and the doctor said, how much insulin are you taking? He showed him how much he had prescribed, showed him the prescription he was taking. I don't know if he was taking shots or what he was taking, but he showed him what the doctor had given him. And he said, you know, I think we need to begin to wean you back. Somehow, some way, 
your blood is not doing what it used to do. It seems like you're being healed. So he just continued with that. And within about 12 weeks, within about a three-month period, he was totally healed of something he had carried in his body for 40 years. He just never had gone through the process. So don't sit around suffering with sickness and disease. You say, well, what if it takes more than six weeks? Well, what if it takes more than two years? Isn't it worth not suffering with something for year after year after year? Stand on the Word of God. Stand in faith. Go through the process. <coughs> Excuse me. It may take more than one touch, or you may be healed as you go. And as you do it, I guarantee you, the Holy Ghost will give you revelation knowledge. The Holy Ghost will show you what to do. He'll give you wisdom on what to do and what not to do. Just like with medication. We always tell people this with medication. If people come down and say, well, Pastor, I feel like I'm healed. The power of God has touched my body. I have no more symptoms. Do you think I should quit taking my medicine? I always tell them, you better. You say, why? If you have to ask me. I said, if you have to ask me, you better quit taking your medication. You better quit, keep taking your medication. But listen, it's when the Holy Ghost tells you, you don't need that medication anymore. Then you don't have to come ask me. It's like if you, come, if you came up this, uh, this afternoon after the teaching tonight and asked me, am I saved? If you look me in and I say, am I saved? You know what I'd say? Nope. But pastor, I come to Island Church. But pastor, I prayed the prayer. If you've got to ask me, then you're not saved. You need to know that you know that you know that you know that you know and the Holy Ghost will tell you when to quit taking treatments. He'll tell you when to quit taking medication. He will impart that wisdom to you and all you have to do is act upon it and you will see that you're totally healed. Amen. You love the Lord tonight? Lift up your hands and worship Him. Father, we thank You this evening for the good Word of God, for what it means in our life. And I thank You, Father, as we sit under the teaching of Your Word when it comes to divine health and divine healing, two things are happening to us here at Island Church. Number one, You are healing our bodies. Our bodies are being healed. Sickness and disease is leaving Old injuries are being healed. Our bodies are being restored. And also, Lord, you are preparing us to go out and to minister your healing power to other people who are sick and infirmed. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, let me just say this, and we'll close. You know, last week, I kind of gave the testimony this morning of ministering to the young man that does the, 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 the taxidermy for the, for, the, for the deer that I killed. And, and, and he being sick, of course, the sickness was not of God. It's of the devil. But it was amazing how receptive he was to Jesus because he'd been sick. Listen, if you've got loved ones, friends, acquaintances that are sick, ask them, can I pray for you? Nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, they'll tell you, yeah. I've never had anybody refuse me. I've asked people that are ranked sinners. I've had people that don't even know Jesus, that hadn't even got saved to this day, pray for and seen them healed. Seen them healed. Amen. I mean, seen them healed. I could give you two or three testimonies real quick. But here's the, here's the thing. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. Healing is the, when you share some of your bread, amen, and you start talking to them, you know, Jesus took stripes upon his back, so you don't have to suffer with that. Would you like to receive him as your Lord? This is, this is exactly how I phrased it last, last, last uh, Sunday, about this time right now. This is exactly how I phrased it, Mark. Would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord, 
as your Savior and as your healer? Boy, he, he, didn't, he didn't even have to say, yes, yes. I said, take my hand. He prayed the sinner's prayer. Then I laid hands on him. And I bound whatever it was. Kept him. He couldn't walk for seven days. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. He, you could tell fear was on his face. He didn't know what it was that had caused him not to be able to walk for seven days. He could probably see himself a cripple. The devil paints that picture in people's minds. That's why sickness and disease is such a torment. So the door will be open for many of you to minister Jesus to people. If you'll just be bold and say, let me, is it okay? I'll pray with you. You don't have to make a big scene. You don't have to try to do anything. Just, just pull them over to the side. Sometimes you have to take them away from the crowd and just lay a hand on a shoulder and pray a prayer of faith and rebuke sickness and disease. Then look them in the eye and say, would you like to say, receive this same Jesus who is a healer? Would you like to have him as a Savior so you can go to heaven, so he can be your Lord? I guarantee you, you'll get more people that way because people out there want to feel good. They want to feel better when they're being attacked with sickness and disease. Amen. Stand on your feet. Father, we worship you tonight. Again, as always, we never take it for granted. We're always so thankful from the depths of our heart that you protect and keep us safe and keep us healthy, Lord. We thank you. There shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague of sickness or disease come to our dwelling. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.